Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. This week, I chat to Joe and Mike Hill, founders of One Planet Pizza, who recently appeared on Mary Berry's new cookery show, Love to Cook. They share what Mary thought of the vegan meals that they cooked for her, the follow-up reaction on Gogglebox, and what it was like being vegan in the 80s. Welcome to the podcast, Joe and Mike. How are you? Very well, thanks, Holly. Very well. Very well, thanks. Yeah, good to be here. You're the founders of One Planet Pizza, um, and you recently appeared on Mary Berry's Love to Cook show, which we'll chat about a bit later. I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. But let's start with your stories. Who went vegan first? It's got to be me. I've got the age advantage over Joe, haven't I? So (laughs) I've actually been vegan for 39 years. Oh gosh! So, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, before it was uh, it was a thing. Before it was trendy, and people were just getting used to vegetarianism. And uh, I decided to go vegan. So it was, it was a step too far for my mum and dad. I think you went all out. Mm. <laughs> so how did how did your parents react when you said you were going vegan? Well, luckily, I was vegetarian when I was at home, and that was very much about just swapping ham sandwiches for for cheese sandwiches. So that wasn't too bad. Um, and then I was at university for so living away from home when I turned vegan. So it was only when I went back home that it was a bit of an issue. But I've, fortunately, I've always enjoyed cooking. So a lot of the time I would just do my own meals. Uh, anyway, I think it would have been much more of a problem if I hadn't enjoyed cooking so much. Yeah. And at what point did you join him then, Joe? So, um, yeah, it was always it was always part of the family. Um, it was always there in the background and we were aware of it more than most people growing up. I was so I interestingly my mum comes from um farming background so her grandparents um still alive in Norfolk and still live on a pig farm um Gosh. not far from our vegan pizza production site and <laughs> um and so when she grew up um 
she ended up turning um, sort of vegetarian, pescatarian because of this, um, just this awareness of the, the connection between the animals they were raising and what happened to them afterwards to get to the meats on the plate. And then I sort of followed suit when I was about 10 years old. I, we've spent quite a lot of time growing up around the farm and visiting them. And I just made that connection from that age that, um, that, that she did. And I, I saw all these pigs and asked questions. And then I found out, you know, the horrible journey that they go on. They're raised and sorted from a very young age. And I just thought, well, I don't want to be part of this. Um, so then I, I rebelled a, in my own way, went vegetarian. And it just so happens that Mike was already vegan. So he was chuffed. Uh, my sister then followed suit, I think, a year after. Um, so he was even more happy. And then I went <laughs> vegan back in about 2014 when it became just so easy that I couldn't really avoid it yeah. or escape it anymore. And all these great food options were coming out. And I thought, well, you know, why am I still eating all this nasty dairy um, yeah. when there are all these great alternatives around? It's so interesting, isn't it? You hear that a lot that people with you know farming backgrounds sort of parents or grandparents um end up going vegan because of what they see in their experiences how do your grandparents feel about you being vegan then <laughs> not very uh, positively <laughs> they, i think they i i mean they're in their 80s they're of a, a very different generation and it's a different world to them and they just think it's this crazy fad they think yeah. we're um you know just very strange it's all Mike's fault. He's a bad, he's a bad influence. And they probably bad still father. think we're going to end up start eating meat again soon. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they think it's a bit, it's a bit of a joke and it annoys them in a way that it's kind of starting to impact on their industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're finally starting to rival meat and dairy, whereas before it was a bit of a novelty and it was, you know, one in 10,000. It's now much bigger numbers and it's a much bigger industry that has a lot more power and influence so uh they take they are taking it a bit more seriously but they still they'd still uh make fun of us at the dinner table yeah they they won't be convinced then i'm guessing i don't think yeah some people some people you just won't ever change i think they have uh changed their diet a, a little bit over the, they, they have started recognizing that they probably need to eat less meat and dairy um I don't think anyone can avoid that, even if they're you know in that livestock industry. So it's interesting. My certainly my mum and dad, uh, after I went vegetarian, they towards the end of their lives started changing their diet quite a lot and eating a lot less. So you know even if people don't make that big step of going vegan, there's some a lot of small changes going on out there. Yeah, I'm trying to picture what it's like sort of around the Christmas dinner table with your family. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know with mine, there's a bit of conflict there. And, and actually, that's between veganism and vegetarianism. So <laughs> it's not quite. We don't have it. We don't have it with them anymore, do we, Mike? That makes it not no. easy. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just stopped inviting them round. Yeah. We now we now just um, we tell people if they want to come there and have a vegan Christmas dinner with us, it's almost a bit of a challenge, Mike, isn't it? So yeah. my girlfriend went vegan and uh, a lot of her family now. Um, have pretty much reduced all of their meat and dairy and and if we cook and show them how delicious a vegan Christmas meal can be then they're quite happy for us to take the lead and they'll give it a go brilliant yeah I love it I love how there's that ripple effect you know you, you mm. do it and then slowly like people around you are kind of a bit curious a bit you know asking questions and then <laughs> um, mm. obviously Mary Berry is of the older generation as well how did this come about you appearing on her show it's, it's called Love to Cook isn't it and it's, it's, yeah. it's a new show 
Yeah, yeah, it's been going, I think this is the third week this week, and we appeared last week in the second episode. I, I suspect that they contacted us. We were probably on their radar because it, we were actually did some filming with Dragon's Den um, about a year and a half ago. It never got showed because oh, it wasn't okay. sensational. Uh, it, there was, it wasn't newsworthy enough, but I think that put us on the radar of the BBC. And when they were constructing this, uh, the show and planning it they wanted the focus for the the videos um you know tapes where they cut out to us was around family-based uk businesses that are doing uh, different things so we seem to fit the bill uh, we we got a, an email i think you've got it initially and so, as usual you you just don't know whether it's real to start off with but a few <laughs> phone calls later um you know it, it, it obviously was uh, it was real. It was an honest, uh, truthful proposal, and um, we were we were delighted to to go on and meet Mary. Amazing. What's she like then? Go on, Joe. You go, Joe. <laughs> I had yeah, I had a friend ask. Um, we've had loads of messages since, <laughs> and um, I had someone on LinkedIn, Mike from university that I hadn't spoke to in years, and they got in touch saying, "Go on, then. What what's she really like? Has she got a dark side? Is she <laughs> or is she just as nice as everyone thinks she is?" and uh, said that she is exactly how you'd imagine in real life. Um, you know, just very sweet, um, you know, sweet, friendly, polite, very English, um, yeah. real proper lady, um, you know, and, and very welcoming, genuinely interested. And, and even at her age, wants to find out about new things and has this excitement about, about stuff she hasn't tried before. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So you cooked two dishes, didn't you? Mm. So tell us about what you what you cooked and why you decided to cook them because it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? You're sort of on primetime TV representing the vegans, <laughs> and it's yeah. like cook something amazing that Mary Berry's going to love, and <laughs> no pressure. And we're, yeah. we're, of course, we're a bit out of our comfort zone because we weren't doing pizzas, although we did do a, one of our pizzas at the end for her. But um, yeah, we chose upon two dishes, so I cooked the first one, so I talked through that. So that was our. A scrambled uh, tofu, yeah. um, which I've been doing for different variations of it for, for years, really. With but we did a sort of deluxe one for her, so we did it with two the two different t- sorts of tofu, a firm and a silken, and obviously the turmeric, and then we introduced her to the black salt, which is uh, the sort of secret uh, ingredient, which isn't black at all; it's pink. Yeah. So she was fasc- fascinated with. Um, with that and we added in a few other herbs and spices and served it with fresh chives sprinkled over the top on a nice um, slice of wholemeal seeded uh, seeded um, toast so and it, it it I think it went down pretty well it, the challenge was on because she said that she loves scrambled egg which yeah. is a bit of aficionado <laughs> and so I think we're always going to struggle um, a little bit with it but she had a couple of mouthfuls of it uh, and then you did the um, full jackfruit, didn't you, Jack? Yeah. So then we, after the, the scrambled tofu, we um, tried something a, a bit more uh, probably exotic. So we talked about the incredible, exciting, um, trending fruit jack, oh, that is jackfruit, and it gave her a bit of a lowdown on on that as a as a brilliant ingredient that's really versatile. Um, so we showed her some pulled jackfruit, what it looks like when it's ready to start cooking with, and then we. We just fried that up with some garlic and onion, um, a really decent barbecue sauce that we blended up together and made ourselves with her. And then the the secret ingredient that she was really excited 
um, to see in, in this recipe was the, um, the liquid smoke. So you can uh, yeah. get it in sort of local health stores and online. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty natural ingredient, but it's just got that incredible smoky flavor that's really powerful. And it just helps it ignite that jackfruit, which had already got the texture. Um, and she was particularly fond of that because it was not like any, she wasn't comparing that to anything yeah. like for like. She knew it was a much healthier, uh, natural alternative to something that's really quite unhealthy and, and just full of fat and salt. Um, so she was, and we put that on a bow bun and, um, and she was really impressed with that, Mike, wasn't she? It was really nice and sort of it had really exciting flavors, really smoky, not too spicy, um, but quite light as well because it was a fruit rather than using something that was really meaty. Yeah. Um, so that, that was an easier sell for her and, and she was quite impressed with that. Okay. I, I just cannot get jackfruit right. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've used liquid smoke on it. I do have that in my um, store cupboard, actually. But mm. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the sauce. I need to get that right. And then because I, all I end up tasting is the jackfruit. And it's kind of a slightly weird flavor, isn't it? It's not a strong flavor, but it's sort of, I don't know how I'd yeah. describe it. It's a, it's a bit like to- tofu, isn't it? In that it's all about uh, what taste it absorbs yeah. as opposed to the, the, core, the core product. Um, I mean, this one, we didn't, ideally, sometimes you need to marinate these things, you know, overnight, so they really absorb the flavours. But we didn't do that with on the, on the Mary Berry show. It was actually a, a 10 minute fry up with the sauce and, 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 and garlic and a few other things. And it, it seemed to absorb the, the flavour. Well, we need to come around and show you how to do it, Holly. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> Bring some Once pizza. you see it yourself, you won't, you won't forget it, Holly, and, and then it will be stuck in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shame actually because she was much happier with and more impressed with that recipe but that wasn't what they then showed on the goggle box that followed oh, they picked no. up on the tofu scramble because it was a bit more controversial <clears throat> and it was harder for her to um to be impressed with an egg replacement than it was this pulled pork replacement yeah so it was a shame really because she was really impressed with that one. Oh, uh, so was it on goggle box then i haven't seen that mm, yeah that got five or six times more viewers i think um, wow. and it was it was only two days later, so we're, Mary Bear was Wednesday evening, Gogglebox was uh, was Friday evening, and it was it was really interesting to see the classic response still, I guess, of mainstream uh, society, mainstream couples that they have on Gogglebox to veganism and uh, you know, particularly food like jackfruit and scrambled tofu. To come on, then tell us what did they all say? <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> the average person wasn't wasn't too receptive, Mike. You know, they'd already had. <laughs> they already had their preconceptions about veganism and it just triggered them, didn't it? So a, a lot yeah. of them would be like, oh, you know, I had, uh, I had a meat-free meal the other day and didn't really like it. Or, um, or what, what the hell is tofu? Is that something from the local Chinese restaurant that I had five years ago? And I think that that's the, the, the purpose of the, the show is just to be very cri- critical, isn't it? And to get people's yeah. uh, knee-jerk opinions. But I think um, generally it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. And they were, you know, there were a few, particularly the younger people on Gogglebox were a lot more open-minded, which is kind of the trend we, we see mm. and, uh, and quite, quite interested in how it was going to go. But they, you know, the way they edit it, they just showed the, the more shocking bits when we were waiting for Mary's reactions and when we were cooking it rather than, you know, the bit later on where she said, actually, that was quite nice. They, yeah. They'd always cut that bit because they want, want to make it a bit more controversial. Exactly. But, uh, we were happy they showed it regardless. It's funny, isn't it, with the different generations? I mean, do you think we're sort of 
wasting our time trying to think that sort of the older generation would go vegan and we should sort of focus on the younger generations? I don't know. I think it would be a shame if um, if we did. I know it's more of a challenge. Uh, I think the reason why some of them may do may be the health rather than the environmental or sustainability type type issues because there's so many um, age-related and lifestyle-related illnesses and diseases which become more of a problem as you get older that can be alleviated or in some cases resolved totally through through changing diet. So it's just a bit unfortunate, I think, that the mainstream dietary advice and mainstream nutritionists are still a little bit um, behind on their research Mm -hmm. and are still quoting stuff that they were taught you know, 20, 30 years ago, whereas we know there's such a weight of, of scientific evidence now that, that supports uh, people of any change benefiting health-wise from, you know, increasing their plant base. And, and, and until we get the, you know, the doctors and the nutritionists and NHS generally on board, I think it's going to be, it, they're not going to listen so much to, you know, they're not going to uh, listen to what we do and what you do through your through your magazine and media, I think it needs to be a job almost done on the politicians, on the on the health uh, policy makers, if we're going to get that widespread change in those in those older age groups. Yeah, definitely. We we work with the plant based health professionals, and it's something that they mm. focus on a lot. Obviously, um, so yeah. yeah, hopefully with a bit of campaigning, we might see a bit more um, attention given to plant-based nutrition in in the sort of medical profession and the NHS yeah um well let's talk about one planet pizza then how did this start Hmm. about so so presumably when sort of 20 was it 2015 2016 there weren't many vegan pizzas around were there no no you couldn't get one for love nor money uh there was a (laughs) it was really strange because you had this huge rapid growth in uh in vegan foods across the UK and, you know, UK was in particular incredibly strong and lots of exciting brands popping up. Um, and suddenly you could walk down any aisle and there were the, the really exciting new products everywhere and great alternatives. But a lot of brands tended to focus on your yeah, burgers, sausages and chicken. Um, and now they're obviously looking at fish and, and other alternatives. But for some reason, pizza, which is, you know, the world's most consumed um, takeaway food, it's one of the um, it's one of the top selling frozen products every year in the UK, yet it was really under indexing um, in terms of the vegan offerings. So that's that's what really stood out for us. But having already been vegan and, and bought these um, these food types, it just became painfully obvious that you just still couldn't get hold of a decent alternative to what is just a ridiculous amount of choice when you walk down the chilled or frozen aisles in any supermarket. You know, there's no. there's hundreds of different pizzas and there just weren't any vegan options at all. It was we just found it crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you always dream of finding this niche, don't you? And obviously you actually found one. Um, I went vegan around that time as well. And I remember you guys kind of, you mm. know, coming onto the scene and, and just being really excited about all these new things that you could suddenly buy. Mm. It just goes to show, doesn't it, how much the market has just exploded in what four or five years yeah it's amazing we, we looked at the stats mike didn't we and they reckon now that roughly what is it one in three households um are have are opting for meat free meals on a weekly basis 
So you could argue that a third of the population are looking for meat alternatives now, which is which, which is just amazing. You, you know, especially when Mike was was a vegan on his own back in the eighties, he probably wouldn't have dreamt of this change. <laughs> on his own, bless him. <laughs> just the one vegan. <laughs> there was there was two of us actually. My best friend was vegan as well. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I mean, what did you what did you used to eat back in the eighties? <laughs> Well, (laughs) actually, I always say it was a lot easier to be a healthy vegan back then because there wasn't the temptation of all of these substitutes and the chocolate, the ice cream, the burgers and the sausages. So, um, I mean, I was really the ultimate whole whole plant, whole food, plant based vegan. And I was um, having a lot of lentils, pulses and, and beans, eating a lot of salads and fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. Um, and lived quite happily and healthily, and was probably one of the only students that managed to save some money from my from my grants because yeah. <laughs> I, I used to go along to the local um, whole food shops and, and buy sacks of this stuff, and it would last me for for ages. And even even the beans, uh, I would buy, I'd be buying them dried, you know, soaking them overnight, and then cooking them, not even buying those in the tin because the tins weren't around. Um, So I know it's unbelievable, isn't it? But um, it took a little bit more time and planning ahead. But I do believe that it was probably a a fair bit more healthy now. And I I think, um, you know, the new people, the people that are are new to uh, eating plant based or vegan, we just need to be make sure that they are eating a healthy diet as well, because otherwise it's going to be self-defeating. Imagine if someone goes vegan eats a load of junk food and then is ill, you just know that they're going to be, you know, advised by doctors, friends or relatives and to change their diet. The, the fact that you can be equally unwell on a on a meat and dairy based fast food diet, it doesn't really, really matter. So I think it's really important that we don't lose that uh, that whole food element of the vegan diet. Yeah, definitely. Perhaps sort of talking about plant based rather than vegan might mm. help, I guess. Um I mean, the the great thing is, though, and, you know, hopefully most people do realise that processed or or ready-made things that you buy in the supermarket are designed to be convenience foods that you're going to have. You know, I mean, life's so busy, isn't it? I mean, you know, I've got two kids, a job, um, like most people, and um, I've also got a very annoying cocker spaniel that needs walking twice a day. So, you know, it's not a lot of time that I have free. And sometimes it's just like, oh, my God, what are we going to have for tea? And pizza is one of those kind of things that is just the classic. Chuck it in the oven. Everyone loves it. You can serve it up with a load of salad. Um, So, you know, it's great that we do have these foods now and we're very lucky what cut so let's talk about cheese because obviously mm. one of the key ingredients is cheese isn't it up uh, the pizza so did you struggle to find a good one when you launched yeah it was what it was what took the longest wasn't it mike um mm. yeah we, we'd been making pizzas ourselves since since i was a kid so making the dough as healthy as possible but still tasty was really easy because we had all the experience there and it's it's kind of accidentally vegan all, already um and then we just use our sort of normal family recipe sauce but we made that a bit healthier by thickening it with chia seeds which is one of our nice little usps that you can't get anywhere else and then it was and then when it came to the the cheese we had to really start doing some proper um research and and tested 
I think by now we've tested hundreds, but back then there were probably five or six um, that we could potentially use. Yeah. And and we did just we did some small focus groups in in Norwich where we're still based and tested them on the local vegan community, um, and then we broadened it to vegetarians and meat eaters to make sure that it was it was good enough and stood the test. Um, which is always, if it's good enough for a meat eater, then it's it's going to be good enough for everyone else. Yeah. Because uh, they're the most critical <laughs> vegan pizza eaters. So um, <laughs> yeah. we actually started with um, with Butte Island's um, cheese, uh, sorry, cheese, so yeah. cheese with an S. And it was very good back then. But um, as time went on um, and, and more competition was coming out in vegan cheese and a lot of people were testing and, and putting a lot of uh, research and development into the area, we then worked closely with V-Bites, um, who are based up in, in Newcastle, massive um, cheese, vegan cheese factory up there. And we worked with their food technologists and developed um, what we think was a, an improvement because we added in that stretchability, that sort of stringiness that you expect on a pizza in particular, um, and, and managed to achieve that with this incredible food technologist sort of leading on that project. And that's still what we use today, which... I just don't think there is an, another vegan cheese out there that's as good for a pizza. So we're spending most of our time at events. And when we talk to new people, new customers um, about how good the vegan cheese is and, you know, it's just try it and, and then let us know. But we're pretty convinced that everyone will like it. Yeah. Um, is that owned by Heather Mills, V-Bites? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I keep trying to get her on the show, but she's a busy lady. <laughs> she's still the most famous person in our phone books, Mike, isn't she? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So does this provide you both with like a full-time career now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got another business, which I spend a couple of days a week on. So I sort of split my time between One Planet Pizza and uh, my other business, which is in a totally different sector. Uh, but Joe's, yeah, for the last four years, Joe's been full-time. And um, the management team's grown recently. We had some investment back uh, early part of 21. So we've now got a really good um, commercial manager, production manager, and uh, soon to join us is an excellent marketing manager as well. So we're really investing in that senior management team now to get ready for a period of, of rapid growth. So where, where are you stopped at the moment? At the moment, we're... Our sort of solid base, if you like, is independent whole, whole food stores around the UK. So we're in about 400 of them across the UK and into Ireland. Um, and then on top of that, you can find us in Ocado, uh, Whole Foods found in London, Booths, which is a, like a, a supermarket chain up in the north. And um, we're just launching in quite a lot of uh, export countries. So we've been in Holland for a couple of years, but uh, we've, we've just sent over our first batch of pizzas to some new countries like uh, Sweden, Finland, um, Greece, and France, and a few others. And shortly, we should be sending over in the new year um, half a container of pizzas to Australia, believe it or not. Um, so it's you know, traveling halfway around the world, yeah. and that will be our first listing over in Australia and, and New Zealand as well. Amazing. Do you think you'll end up in like the sort of mainstream supermarkets in the UK? Yeah, yeah, those conversations are happening now. Um, so hopefully early part, middle part of next year, uh, that would be, yeah, and the time the time's probably right now. We've brought the price down of the pizza compared to what they were two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, and certainly we, yeah, we've got a couple of the supermarket chains who are, are interested. It just takes a little bit of time to work yeah. through. 
Brilliant. Okay, that's what we want to hear. I want to be able to look <laughs> around the corner and grab one on a Friday night. Oh, we all, um, we also spent a lot of the pandemic building our um, direct consumer website, Holly. So we we do lots of really exciting collaborations with other vegan brands and okay. and do some website exclusive pizzas and new product launches to test them on the website. So we can actually do um, UK wide next day delivery, um, oh, wow. a bit like all plants, but just frozen pizza. So that's quite a unique offering that we've focused on as well. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, just to wrap up, Joe, did you ever think you'd end up running a vegan pizza business? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I dreaded to think what I'd end up doing, to be honest, Molly. <laughs> I, I was happy if I was just going to end up with a job. <laughs> but no, no, it's... um. It just it feels right and uh, it's very fulfilling and we're certainly at the start of the journey rather than towards the end so yeah it's a bit of a lifelong project for me um probably not so much for mike but uh it, it's good fun um it's it's testing and there's a lot of hard work and uh, a lot still to come but you know if we can get less people eating meat and dairy um then we're happy at the end of the day Definitely. It's just amazing to work in a career that kind of aligns with your ethics, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like work when you're when you're doing that. Exactly. <laughs> well, you can um, watch Mary Berry's Love to Cook on yeah, on iPlayer if you want to check out the episode featuring Joe and Mike. And also Gogglebox, which I'll need to have a look at, which I haven't watched yet. So <laughs> is that will that be on is that on more four? That's on channel, yeah, more four channel four, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thanks, Holly. Nice to chat, Holly. Bye. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please do share with your friends, like and subscribe on your platform of choice. Next Tuesday, Molly and I will be back with our reviews of all the Christmas ranges at the supermarkets. And next Thursday, I'll be chatting to Juliet Galatly from Viva, who talks about helping farmers to transition to a plant-based future and ditching factory farming for good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.